0: Razorback fans are having a lot of opinions and reactions to the transfer portal, but why everybody just needs to relax. I'll talk about all of those details as well as getting into the latest with the portal and how Arkansas has actually benefited from it so far. And also Ricky Council, the fourth SEC player of the week. It's all coming up here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered for every unforgettable bite Reorder with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. So, visit omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. As you can hear from my voice, I'm still battling this stuff. But uh, I've got some water. I got some uh, tea, apparently. that That helps. So I think it's like warm liquid. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure things out. Got that. Got my cough drops. Got everything. So, battling it through. I thought it would be better by today, but it's not, so it's really frustrating. So again, I appreciate everybody bearing with me during this time of nonsensical congestion. But either way, there's a lot of things to get into today because we know that Arkansas football is definitely on the minds of many dealing with this whole transfer portal thing, which yesterday was when it all started really happening across all of college football. Everybody started jumping into the portal that you, like, maybe you knew some of the guys, and I'm just talking about from Arkansas, but for the whole college football perspective. So people were jumping in, and there were some that were pretty shocking. There were some that were a little surprising. There were some that were even coming back to school that was really surprising. Uh, So it's just kind of fun in a way, at least in my business, to see all the different types of players and jumping into the portal. And of course, looking at ones that Arkansas might be interested in and trying to possibly get them to come to the U of A, but it's just a wild thing. It's almost like uh, it's been a whole new element where before it was just about with football season. It was about football season itself and recruiting high school players. That was it. Every so often you would have a big time transfer, uh, go somewhere, but then they'd have to sit out a year. You have to wait, uh, at the end of the day, but it was so much more different than what it is now. But the transfer portal has added in a whole nother season, if you will. There are people dedicated now, full-time writers, full-time media people that dedicate themselves to covering everything going on in the transfer portal. I don't know how they keep up. It's really impressive, though, and it's really fascinating to see not only some of the players that enter into the portal, but the reasons why they give entering into the portal. And there's some players that when enter into the portal that will not get a chance at another spot. Sometimes it's because it's their decision, and other times it's the coach's decision to say, you know what, might be best served for you to go into the portal and go somewhere else. So just this ongoing crazy thing that ends up happening, which again, I know some people don't like it. I actually kind of enjoy it for the sake of entertainment and sake of content and all those things too. But yesterday, we'll, again, we'll get into more detailed uh, portal updates as far as uh, people to look at for Arkansas in the next segment. But I wanted to use this particular opening and telling all the Razorback fans out there to relax. R-E-L-A-X, relax. Because yesterday, Keetron Jackson, the wide receiver for Arkansas that had so much upside and really a, a big time player that came out of high school. He's a four star player. He's one of the best players out of that recruiting class. Had a lot of big plays this year. Even finished the season with uh, 16 catches for 277 yards and three touchdowns. Although uh, most of that production came in the first three or four games for Arkansas, I really liked Keytron Jackson. I thought he was a really great player. I thought that he was pretty consistent, but for whatever reason, uh, towards the end of the season, it just whether he wasn't targeted as much, whether it was uh, you know the way that the offense was working, he just didn't get a whole lot of attention paid to him. And he officially entered into the portal, and I was disappointed by that because I really liked him as a player. I thought that he would be the main guy for Arkansas next season because they've lost so many pieces in the wide receiver room. But he was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. He had offers to Bama, LSU, Auburn, TCU, Baylor, a lot of different programs. And now uh, now he's only a sophomore being from Roy City, Texas. He is hitting into the portal. And Sam Pittman even said that, uh, they thought that he was going to be a huge part of it. They said that they they were going to move him over to a different position in the bowl game to kind of take more of the Jaden Hazelwood uh, position. They had big plans for him in this upcoming season. So it seems like just given that response, or I should say given that statement before the transfer happened of Keetron Jackson, that Sam Pittman and this staff were really counting on him to be back next season to be a part of the team. Now, I'm disappointed by it. I think a lot of you are disappointed by it because you thought it'd be really good and thought he would be a good player to have next year because you need all the weapons that you can possibly get, especially experienced guys. But seeing some of the reactions that people had on social media, once again, I know I keep bringing up social media, but it's part of my job. It's part of the podcast. And a lot of you who are on social media listen to this podcast. So you probably know what I'm talking about, or at least where I'm coming from. A lot of people on social media reacted extremely negatively to this, saying, hey, major problems. Wide receiver coach needs to go. Uh, this, 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 is falling apart, yada, 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 whatever it is. Okay. Here's my whole thing, folks. You can be disappointed. You can say you're disappointed in Keetron Jackson or a player like Keetron Jackson leaving. That's totally fine. Totally understandable and totally acceptable. hundred percent. But when one player leaves, you can't just, just immediately put it into the gear of the sky is falling And people need to get fired. Okay? You just can't do it that way. Here's why. This past season, we all know it was disappointing at the end. But the offense and the most production that came in the passing game came from two particular wide receivers. Matt Landers and Jaden Hazelwood. You know what those two players were? Transfers. They were transfers. Guy came from Oklahoma and Jane Hazelwood. Another one from Toledo, who's at Georgia with Matt Landers. But both of those guys were transfers. Okay. Now, there is a lot still to be done when it comes to the roster management of this team. This bowl game is going to be really interesting to see who KJ Jefferson is going to be throwing for, uh, throwing to. because Hazelwood's gone. Warren Thompson's gone. Keedron Jackson's gone. I assume Matt Landers is going to play, but maybe he enters into the draft. I don't know what he his plan are, but you're going, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out and how that goes. But here I say that because I'm trying to put everything into perspective last year. People did the same thing when Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché left after last season or at the time that they left last year. Everyone lost their minds. Now, looking out of hindsight, yes, they would have helped this year. Yes, they would have been a huge improvement, all of those things. But the way that people acted last year, saying that NIL is getting killed at Arkansas, they're terrible at it, uh, you know, every, every these coaches need to go, we can't compete with the big boys, all of that stuff. Guys, you got into good defensive backs with Dwight McLaughlin, which I still think is better than Fouché and Brooks, personally. You got Brini in, who ended up being a nice little addition. You had injuries to deal with and all that. But my point was is that everyone that jumped to the conclusion that everything was just so terrible that things had to change, had to roll, everyone's ticked off, was such an overreactionary response. And it's the same way in this way. So here's my challenge to each and every one of your Razorback fans out there that are going through this sort of extreme reaction by Keatron Jackson leaving, or if there ends up being another player that leaves that you don't want to see leave. Just, here's my challenge. Here's what I'm asking everybody to do. Wait. Just wait. Wait until the transfer portal dust settles, okay? The reason being is because you don't know who's going to be coming into this program here in the next few days or the next couple weeks. You don't know. Did you see the names of these guys that are hitting into the portal all across college football? Did you see any of those names that entered in from other teams where you're like, ooh, I'd like to have that guy. That guy was good. He'd be better than what we have right now. Yeah, let's try to get him. What if you get him? What if he comes to your school? What if you dominate the portal and get some big-time players that may be just as good of the guys that you lost or in some cases, even better? What if that happens? Drew Sanders was an incredible addition to Arkansas football this past year. Jane Hazelwood was big time. Dwight McLaughlin was big time. Jordan Dominic was big time. Those are big time additions. I mean, we talked about the wide receivers with Matt Landers. He's another one. Big time addition. So I get that you can be disappointed. I understand it. I didn't want Keetron Jackson to leave either. I wish he would have stayed. But instead of freaking out and instead of thinking the sky's falling and instead of just acting like heads need to roll because of a player that you look forward to seeing next year decide to go into the portal for whatever reason, just wait. Wait to see what the staff does. See if maybe, just maybe, they can go into this portal and get just as good if not better players. Just wait. Because I trust them to do that. They did a really good job in the portal last year. Like Jordan Dominic was your arguably your best defensive lineman. Landon Jackson was another one we forget. He was really good too. He's got another year with you. Drew Sanders was great. Dwight McLaughlin was great. Bree came on his late. He was serviceable. He was good. He was fine. Hazelwood like they were all really great contributors to the team. Just see how it goes. Who knows? Maybe you even get a better wide receiver than Keetron Jackson. Maybe so. Maybe you get a lot more depth. Maybe so. But if you see a player leave, just wait. Be disappointed, but just wait. See what they do. See how it plays out. And at the end of the day, if the portal did not work out for Arkansas, they did not get any high-quality players, or they did not get enough players to make you feel good or confident, that it's gonna be just as good, if not better next year, then okay, we'll have that discussion. But until it all comes to an end, just wait, relax, and see how it goes. Easier said than done, but let's just see what Sam Pittman and the staff can do when it comes to this transfer portal this season. We'll talk about some of the more specific transfer portal updates here in just a second, but folks, let's to say about Omaha Steaks. I got my Omaha steaks in this past weekend, and I am so excited because I ordered so many different ones because I, like to, I told you yesterday on the podcast that I like to try different ways of cooking them, different ways of preparing them, different marinades, different everything. And it's just so good to know that no matter what I do when it comes to those experiments, even if I fail miserably at the type of flavor or marinade that I use, it's okay because I know it's going to be the best and highest quality of meat. So it's gonna be good no matter what. That's what Omaha Steaks does. You could put ketchup on it, which I don't recommend. Please don't do that. But if you wanted to, you could put ketchup on an Omaha steak and it'd still be so incredible. So why not hook your family, your friends, your loved ones, bosses at work, whoever, with a great gift with Omaha steaks because the holidays are here. You're trying to figure out some sort of way to get that special gift, but you're tired of getting the same stuff. You don't want to get gift cards because that doesn't really do anything for you. It doesn't seem as intimate, doesn't seem as personal, but at the same time, you may not know what that person likes. They may be a very picky person, but I guarantee you, I know what they will like no matter what, because we all do steaks from Omaha steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide 50% off site-wide plus use the promo code locked on all one word to get at checkout, to get an additional $30 off your order. So think about this, go to Omaha steaks. You get 50% off the site completely. And OmahaSteaks.com, and you get thirty dollars off when you use the promo code Locked On, all one word. Tell me that's not the best deal you could ever have when it comes to Omaha Steaks. So check it out. You need a minimum order required. So check it out. When you get that thirty dollars off, use promo code Locked On. Ju- juicy steaks, tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, comfort meals—they got it all. Check it out. OmahaSteaks.com using promo code Locked On for thirty dollars off. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast into the transfer portal, we continue to discuss some of the updates going on with that. And I think it's pretty great that you have uh, at least one player so far at the point of this recording and of the podcast. That you have a new player coming in that is officially committed to Arkansas into the transfer portal. It is former former Florida offensive lineman Joshua Braun. He is 6'6, 345. He is a big old boy. And uh, he made this decision in an official visit with the Arkansas Razorbacks this past weekend. Uh, he had offers in the from the portal to go to Penn State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Duke, uh, UCF, UNLV, Florida State was also into the mix as well, but he decided to call Arkansas is home and this is according to hogsports.com he says quote this is a great place talking about arkansas they're some of the most avid fans i've ever seen it's a great situation they were telling us at the university of arkansas team uh football team is the biggest team sports venue in the state there's no pro teams and there's no other power five school so we are just all about the pride of arkansas he was a four-star player coming out of high school in florida and he originally committed to play for sam Pittman at georgia until Arkansas came and offered the job to him. And then he flipped the Florida State for three seasons. He was the starter in his first two years, but was demoted to second team after Billy Napier took over the program. So say what you want about it, but here's my thing. They need an offensive lineman. I think Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy, no good offensive lineman. This is a guy with legitimate SEC experience. And the fact that he he started his first two years under Dan Bowen, but then got demoted under Billy Napier. And it's considering how Billy Napier kind of had his first year of handling players. I don't think that should be a slight against him. I think this is a big get because again, experience comes goes a long way. It's a guy who obviously was needed at the offensive line. Trench plate is so important, so that's a huge get for Arkansas and good to see that they uh, they've nailed him down there as well. But now it becomes of the waiting game to see of any other players that are going to be entering in to the portal that Arkansas is looking at and possibly seeing uh, if they decide to call Arkansas their home. Another interesting name, a lot of you may remember is Jacoby Criswell. He was a former in-state player. He was a quarterback that was highly regarded that went to North Carolina. And he was more of the player that Chad Morris didn't really recruit because you had Chandler Morris. So he wanted him instead of Criswell. So he went to North Carolina. Well, he entered into the portal from North Carolina. And it really looks like Arkansas is going to be his destination. He's going to be taking a visit here soon. I'm hearing that this is where he wants to be. And I'm also hearing that he's fine playing the backup role. For KJ Jefferson and kind of, you know, waiting his turn. But some people are saying, well, why would you want to go to a place where you'd have to be a backup? Well, let's just look at this logically, folks. With KJ Jefferson, I love KJ. He's my QB one, and I'm so happy he's coming back. But the way he plays, sometimes getting banged up and injuries can happen. I hate it. I want him to play. But we saw this past year when KJ went out, the immense drop off that had that was had and it kept Arkansas from winning a couple of games or at least competing in a couple of games. So if you're able to tell me that KJ Jefferson's your QB1, but Jacoby Criswell's your backup, and there'll be times where Criswell will have to come in because KJ gets banged up, gets hurt, or even, even once KJ leaves after this season, he can step in and be the starter of the next year if that's kind of the plan for him. I'm totally fine with that. I think that'd be huge, and that'd be great if Arkansas could get him because suddenly that situation you find yourself in where you have no backup quarterback right now Jacoby Criswell can step right in and be that guy, and I feel good about it. Again, KJ's better. KJ's QB1, but I feel a lot better knowing that there's a legitimate quarterback who can actually throw and can actually run the playbook and everything with Criswell being behind him as well. So that would be huge. Uh, Andrew Armstrong, that we've talked about him. The Texas A&M Commerce wide receiver. He's got a lot of different offers, 6'6", 189. People are really feeling good about his chances of coming to Arkansas as well as Gavin Holmes. Again, this is all according to Hawksports.com. So uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to them and get all this information. Gavin Holmes, he's a cornerback out of Wake Forest. He was a starter, and so he's looking really good for Arkansas, too. And there's some other guys into the mix. They're looking at other wide receivers, of course. Safeties, too, cornerbacks, all that good stuff. Defensive backs uh, desperately needed there, too. So you can tell what they're, they are going after. Secondary players and wide receivers, heavy. Because we know that they need that. The defensive line next year for Arkansas actually looks pretty promising with the people returning. Still waiting on Drew Sanders. I'm not saying he's coming back. I'm not going to give anybody that false hope. I, I still I think he's gone, gone as gone can be. But it is weird that we have not heard from him. When everybody else is declaring or moving on, I haven't heard from Drew Sanders. So maybe there's something there. Maybe when I own money, he's going to come in. Would be nice. Would be nice because how much better would you feel about the defense if you had Drew Sanders coming back next year? I'd be excited. I'd have fun with it. So that's where we're at right now. Arkansas's got one. Big commitment. They've lost really one, two big contributors with Keetron Jackson and Miles Slusher so far. But hopefully that uh, doesn't happen too often because it seems like Arkansas is is really hitting that portal hard. They're taking a lot of visits. And I can't wait to see how it ends up because, again, as we talked about this past year, Arkansas did a great job in the portal. Pretty much every portal player from last year contributed big time to Arkansas. And we're really good, and you really don't want to see them go. Like, I would have loved if Hazelwood came back. Matt Landers, I guess, can technically come back, but I wouldn't think if he did, I'd feel, man, that'd be awesome. Because think about this just say for fun, if you could get Matt Landers back, you have your best quarterback, best running back, best wide receiver all back on the team next year. That's big, huge. And even on the defensive side, again, not saying it's going to happen, but Jordan Dominic. You get Drew Sanders back, which, again, I don't think it's happening, but until he announces one way or the other, still going to at least play with the idea. And then in the secondary, you get Dwight McLaughlin back. Maybe even if Catalan decides to come back. Like, you could really have a lot of good pieces to build around. i not saying it'd be perfect, but you'd have good pieces to build around. You'd have hope. you have reasons to be confident, reasons to believe. So, we'll see. But right now, it's it's wild trying to keep up with all the transfer portal stuff. It's absolutely wild, but it's so much fun. And I hope everybody's enjoying watching it too. But just wait, just wait till it all comes to an end. Uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, some of the awards coming in for Arkansas players, because not only for Ricky Council, but some football players as well that I wanted to mention here in just a second. But folks, Bill Bar, and you know about Bill Bar. I know about Bill Bar. I love Bill Bar. There's sometimes in the holiday season when you're trying to figure out, hey, on the go, I need to not eat so much because I'm saving myself for the Christmas dinner that I'm about to have with my family and everything like that. Or maybe you're trying to think of great gift ideas in the stocking, little stocking stuffers, because sometimes it's hard to even figure out those. Luckily, you got something like Built Bar to really make it the best. They have had some new flavors that really go along with some of the Christmas themes, if you will. They got a cookie dough topper or a coconut brownie bar or white chocolate peppermint granola. Sir, I love all those things. You got to check it out. Built Bar always has the best of stuff because it's 100% real chocolate covered in it, 17 grams of protein, and so shockingly low in sugar and calories, only 130 calories per. It gets you going in the mornings. It's easy. It's healthy, and it's convenient. So you got to check it out at Built.com. And if you go to Built.com right now and enter in promo code locked on 15 all one word, you get 15% off your next order. So it doesn't matter how many you order. doesn't matter how many get you decide to just dive into and eat all up order the entire store for all I care about, but just make sure you use the promo code locked on 15 for that 15% off at built.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Okay. So final segment of the locked on Razorbacks podcast, Uh few awards going out. I know in the uh, little, uh, pocket thing there i don't even know what you want to call that the tile my little rundown there on the side that everybody likes so much which i love that because the one times like when i couldn't have it up in the way it was supposed to be people noticed and they're like hey that's yesterday's i I was about to stop listening because i thought that was yesterday's i'm like dude i love the fact that y'all pay attention to that so because that makes it worthwhile doing so i don't know i always like toying with stuff like that and also giving shout out and love to our uh advertisers there in the uh in the in the section there too so i'm gonna still continue to toy with things But I got to keep my backdrop going on, you know, with my pictures of my Rowdy little dog, Sheba. And then, of course, my sign here, which Rowdy did enter into the transfer portal this morning after he decided to soil himself on my kitchen floor. Yeah, thanks, Rowdy. Appreciate that, bud. Anyways, uh, a few awards coming in for Arkansas. First off, I want to give a shout out to the basketball player, Ricky Council, the fourth, as he was the SEC player of the week, not co-player of the week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. The player of the week for the Razorbacks. It was announced yesterday. He led the SEC in scoring and minutes played so far this year. He's at he averaged 22 points, 3 rebounds, two steals while shooting 70% of over in the from the field in wins over Troy and San Jose State. Troy scored 27 points and uh 19 of his 27 points came in the second half. He was the one that had the big helped out with the big run there in the end to pull away and also Counsel scored 17 points and only missed one shot attempt and uh, was perfect from the free throw line. And really took over in that way. He's the only Razorback to score in double figures in all eight games so far this year. And Arkansas is going to play against UNC Greensboro tonight. I had Ricky Council on my show on Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. He's going to join me every Monday uh, for those of you who want to check it out. But uh, I'll tell you, he's becoming one of my favorite Razorback basketball players. I'm not going to say all time because it's so early. But just under the Musselman era, I've had a lot of players that I really liked. Of course, I love Jalen Williams and the way that he played and, and the You know, the way they took charges that would just frustrate everybody loved him. I love seeing Moses play because you could always count on him to uh, be consistent when it came to scoring and making plays. Tay was fun, too, because you never like that dude just hadn't was fearless. He was absolutely fearless and must trusted him. But there's I mean, there's a lot of players I really liked, but Ricky Council to me is a full package. He can score. He's not bad from three. He can hit threes. He can steal, he's he's athletic, he can dunk, he can motor. I just I just can't believe sometimes the talent on this team, and he's one of the prime examples of it. So congratulations to him. He's, it's awesome. I'm so glad that he's getting the recognition he deserves, and I'm so glad that he didn't have to share it with anybody else. But also shout out to the football team too, where on the AP All-SEC team, five Razorbacks uh, made those teams, where Drew Sanders, Rocket Sanders, and Ricky Stromberg were named first team All-SEC. No surprise there. And if you read my ticker all year long down there and below, I I said that Rocket Sanders and Drew Sanders were going to be all SEC at the end of the season. And I said that after game one. And luckily for me, it actually panned out. One of the few things I was right about, but it wasn't like I was going out on a limb. But still, I'm glad that the SEC got it right. Drew Sanders, Rocket Sanders, Ricky Stromberg, all first team, all SEC, very much deserving. And then Dalton Wagner and Bo Limmer were selected to the second team which is so funny because i've heard a lot of people complain about the offensive line which they definitely had their issues this year but how crazy is it that three of the players that they had three of their five players on the offensive line made all sec first or second team pretty wild we should get bo lemmer back next year wagner and stromberg are gone but you'll be able to build that offensive line around there and i feel really confident they'll be able to get it done but kudos to them congratulations to them hopefully the awards uh continue to uh Make possible and wow, look at this. At the very end, at the very end of the recording of this podcast. See, this is why it's all coming around. We talked about Drew Sanders. He has officially entered into the transfer portal, according to Pete Dammel. Or no, not the portal. Gosh, not the transfer portal. Sorry. Transfer portals on my mind. He's entered into the NFL draft. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I completely like messed that one up. <laughs> People are gonna clip that. They're gonna be like, what? No. He entered into the NFL draft. Not surprising. Kudos to him. Good luck, Drew. Thank you so much for being a part of Arkansas. That's huge. We wish you nothing but the best of luck, and hope you do big things there in the NFL. Goodness, I need to end this recording before I get myself in trouble. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.